You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. IGN Playlist is a new home to your game library. Rate games, share lists, and log your game time powered by How Long to Beat. Sign up for early access today at playlist.ign.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, David Hadfield, and joining me this week are Sam Claiborne. Wow, first billing, and I have, I'm from a surprise location here you in are. our LA studio. You are. You're not in front of your pinball machines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, although there's a pinball machine very nearby here, okay, uh, Star Trek machine, which is the same one I have in my garage, which is funny, and uh, it's working well. And you didn't just sit in front of it? I don't get it. Like what? We almost did that. Uh, our producer, Marian, was like, we can set you up in front of the arcade machines. I was like, what about all the distractions? I'm the only person here. <laughs> it's actually it's like in, Mariah and Parentino. It's actually in Sam's contract that uh, he has to always be <laughs> very near a pinball machine. <laughs> um, now, uh, we've got a, a couple other uh, um, new faces this week, new error faces. Tina's traveling uh, for the Game Awards, and then this record time was a little bit late for Justin this week, him being in Iowa. So we've got Mark Medina sitting Hello. in here. Yeah, I'm in my normal space, so nothing to, nothing to talk about here. And I was able to uh, lock down another special guest. You think it, You think Jeff Keighley's guests for the Game Awards are impressive? Well, how about this, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Message from Dr. Light. Is it, is it just Mega Man? Or? I'll add music in post. <laughs> yeah, okay. well, I'm, I'm enjoying the music immensely. The longer this goes on, the taller it is. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Here we go. And 
Gibson's got the flag. Yeah, you know back. him. There it is. Hey. You love him. CJ Gibson. I definitely Happy know CJ. him. CJ, are you in the uh, the Los Angeles area as well? I am not. I'm still uh, in the um, outside of Seattle area. So mm-hmm. it's, okay. it's been an interesting year. It's great to hear your voice, Sam. I, I have to listen to you guys talk in the background. I'm like, oh, yeah, crypto.com. <laughs> uh, are you in L.A. right now? Yeah. Yeah, he's in the L.A. office. Yeah, in, in the new office here. And the uh, crypto.com uh, L.A. Uh, office. <laughs> That's the name of it. I guess like a, a bit of a traditional holiday. So appreciate the Hi, yeah, CJ. Yeah. Hey, Mark. I'm, How's it I'm going? happy to see hey. you. Uh, you too, new, man. We did this last time. Yeah. We have a new, we have, we have a special guest. <laughs> Where? Oh, Tina, Tina's what also here. Doing? So Tina's basically just going? cheating on GameScoop. Got, okay. They're, ask, they're asking, what's she doing? She's yeah. cheating on GameScoop. <laughs> how's it going, Tina? Good to see you. Apparently. CJ says, how's it going? Good to see you. No, she Not ran off the second, she said, the second she heard his voice. She she ran. We <laughs> all like, saw it. See you later. <laughs> well, what a, what a wonderful class reunion. I'm sure our... Uh, our listeners are loving it. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, there'll be I, I, there'll be music. This is a visual point. episode. Yeah. It's visual. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. I topped the last time. Mm-hmm. If you're well, we have a couple of our video experts here, so it, it should be a video center. <laughs> if you're listening to this um, podcast episode, like the vast majority of you are, <laughs> right. do yourselves a favor: go to IGN Games, the youtubecom slash IGN Games, and watch the intro. Watch mm-hmm. CJ's intro for this episode. Mm-hmm. He put a lot of work into video it. Experience. He stayed up all. He pulled an all-nighter. <laughs> On that? No, oh, I, I CJ. <laughs> oh, no. I beat, I beat Airman stage three to, to get the item, and then I just like hovered over item two, and I was like, okay. If you still worked at IGN, you could have just put in a gameplay request, and we could have just assigned that to a freelancer. <laughs> you know, like, I, was, I was tempted, Mark, but I knew <laughs> you were busy at the Game Awards. And, you know, so. Busy, sure. Yeah. Wait, this explains so much, because uh, I was really confused. I was like, so Damon... Sat down, learned a little bit of uh, you know graphics, uh, motion graphics mm-hmm. editing, plugged all this in, <laughs> set up this elaborate joke. I was like, this is really impressive, and I was like, Damon's really stepping it up. But yep. CJ no. did all of that work. Yeah, CJ yeah. did. Well, I mean, it, it, it was. We'll say it's a collaboration effort. Okay. You know, I just have to. I'd like to thank Damon for this <laughs> Damon, opportunity. Damon would like to confirm <laughs> that, uh, that he is. I like in to fact thank the Academy and Damon. <laughs> yeah, the Damies, exactly. the Damies the Academy. Academy. well we've got a great show for you this week where we'll talk about all the announcements from the game awards last night sam was Mm -hmm. there he was there in person i was there so he'll have a first-hand account of of i was there in person to watch trailers on a screen (laughs) (laughs) awesome much more comfier from home for sure yeah yeah for sure little tiny opera seats and we'll talk about Halo Infinite, a game i've been playing uh i think probably all of us have been playing it is it a daily game Stay tuned. Is it a gamey game? Stay tuned. It's a shooty game. Stay tuned it's to find out. Mm-hmm. But first, I want to remind everyone that there's the IGN The Game is out there in the wild now celebrating IGN's 25th anniversary. I have some just some details here. I wanted to make sure I got them right. Uh, it does. It, it lets you play through uh, IGN's 25-year history and important games that were announced. But also, you play through the, uh, the launches of all of our podcasts, including GameScoop, even though I believe... They attributed my line to someone else who looks a lot like Craig Harris. So my lawyers will be in touch with IGN. <laughs> was was your that. line, what's up, everybody? Yeah, but they give it to the person that looks like Craig Harris. 
though. We'll see. Yeah, I sent Uh-oh. you that text. I was like, Damon, this is great. But you think after this many years, I was assuming you're the guy with the hat, not the little bald-headed animation guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm the guy with Rick. the hat. Yeah, that's me. That's okay, because they always attributed Craigway, my line, to Craig, too. So, mm. Mm. Got it. Anyway, uh, CJ, have you checked out this game yet? Yeah, I have. I, I played, I think, up until about 2002, and then well, something that's... happened. I got, I got like a call, and then like my browser messed up, and then I flipped it the wrong way, and it got mad at me. It's like, make sure you hold the phone horizontal. But it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, just to uh, you know, see all the history of IGN. Uh, and yeah, I got, I got, I got to beat the later levels, I guess. Well, you got to uh, try it on like yeah. a high end PC rig. That'll yeah. stop that flipping issue. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. It all runs, right, make yeah. sure I also I enable ray tracing, going. all that good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. it runs. It runs on Unreal HD. Engine five, so it's really, really four K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's better than ray tracing. It's just ray existing. There's a ray. <laughs> <laughs> they don't worry about tracing it. They, it's pretty they cool, took though. it a step further. <laughs> Viewers pretty. and listeners, you can play IGN twenty five the game at ign.com slash ign twenty five the game numeral twenty five. That is. Hmm. So the Game Awards. Uh, lots of the big game announcements awards. last night. It's a long show. It's a very mm, long show. It is a long show. Mm. There actually are a lot of announcements. Let's start with hands down the biggest announcement of the show, the bombshell tunic. Yep. It's a release date, March 16th, yep. 2022. There you so soon. It's yeah. yeah. Not soon enough for a game that was announced in 2017. <laughs> well, it's another yeah. Q1 game. They knocked a, f- a few of those Q1 games out of Q1 mm-hmm. and, and it became less exciting all of a sudden. And now well, this is the game I'm most excited for. Yeah. It's now really? clear that Marvel's Midnight Suns just had to get out of the way of Tunic. Yeah. And Saints Row, right? <laughs> yeah. And Saints Row. Saints, Saints Row, Row well, is Saints shaking Row right now. February, but sure. Yeah, uh, it, it is a cool looking game. I think I actually played that in it was a 2017 at the Microsoft yeah. showcase. Standard. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was it was neat. It's just got this really charming artistic style. Obviously, the gameplay mechanics feel really cool. Um, very Zelda influenced. Yeah. But uh, yeah, what an amazing little game. It was part of their uh, demo thing during E3, uh, I believe. And I played yeah, it then. just after the Microsoft showcase. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. taken so long to come out that now it just looks like Death Store. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I was like, I, I'm actually playing one of these uh, right now, Death Store. So yeah. that'll, be, that'll be fun. This, this is what happens. This is how Metroidvania start is that like the game that comes out, you know, it, this is going to be called a Death Store, like even though it was in development, we all played it before that. Right. This is a lot more colorful than Death Store, I think, and hopefully it has a little yep. bit more of the Zelda puzzling. Well, well it has it. color, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that be, it's 100% more colorful. It's already more colorful, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, very excited for Tunic. But uh, a big uh, new game that was revealed was Star Wars Eclipse. Mm-hmm. New Star yeah. Wars game from Quantic yeah. Dream mm-hmm. set during the High Republic era. Um, I don't know, Sam, maybe you're a good place to start with this. How, how, did, this one, how did this one strike you? Well, I thought the drumming was really loud. Gotcha. The <laughs> bass was too too high in the theater. Sure. Uh, an old man, Sam. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, trust me. I, I think I think it deafened the youngs and brought them to my level. Uh, okay. Um, I love that they're doing like uh, post show interviews and they're like, Sam, what did you think? He's like, I thought the entire thing was just way too loud, guys. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> I was like, there's just no exaggeration to be had here. Everything was so too loud, good. and everybody was too young, and uh, my lawn oh, was getting proper okay. trampled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old man yells at clouds. Yep. Yes, exactly. And the clouds were just too fluffy. Um, Way too fluffy. Uh, so uh, this game doesn't exist. I don't think it's just like it's like this is this is a concept based on the High Republic era, which mm-hmm. we'll see. 
Mm-hmm. But um, Quantic Dream, you know, Dreams makes a, a heavy rain like games, yep. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's the, the game they made. And uh, you kind of walk around and talk to people in those games and like you need to have good writing and a good yeah. story. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take a lot of work. Now, uh, is that impossible? After playing Guardians of the Galaxy, I think it's very possible that this could be a super cool just kind of talky game. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that's yeah. something I was thinking about with this game is like when people see lightsabers and they see, you know, Star Wars laser blasters and stuff like that, you know, they want to swing the lightsabers. And uh, I think I was talking to Dornbush. And I was like, you got to remember, like, this is a, this is Quantic Dream. They're not slashing the lightsaber until they're emotionally ready to. And <laughs> right. you have to get through several dialogue trees for that to happen. So yeah. this yeah. is a different Star Wars game than than what we've gotten so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be like there's the, going to be the dialogue options and there's mm-hmm. going to be the blue one that's like take hand off lightsaber and then the red <laughs> one, which is put hand on lightsaber and then you just go from there. Yep, for sure. Yeah. This whole CGI cinematic is very pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's very cool. Photorealistic at times, I would say. But yeah, like Sam was saying, there's no we're not seeing any game here. And right. the type of games that Quantic Dream makes aren't usually for me personally. So I don't, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I mean, they are working with Lucasfilm on this, so... Maybe they'll incorporate a little more action into it than they're usually known for. Well, Lucasfilm Games, just the fact that that exists now is like yeah. in that a bunch of developers are now going to make Star Wars games. Again, like we've talked about this a lot before, but it's mm-hmm. like, yep. hey, like the, coming out of the, the lockdown from EA is like pretty exciting. So t- just that alone is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, this got announced before or, you know, revealed before Ubisoft's Star Wars game was fully right. revealed. We just know that that's something that's happening right now. You, you know, this takes place, right. like, whatever, thousands of years in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, except um, Yoda was there, and he's only, like, 600 years old, right? 800-something, or 900? So, he says 900, 900 years, years old? In, yeah. in, in Return of the Jedi? You will not look so good, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah I, I don't know what's going on with if that's Yoda or a Yoda-like, or if this <laughs> takes place a thousand years ago or whatever it is. But mm-hmm. um, I do know that, like, I don't... Like, one thing that... that, that I mean, I'm kind of sick of, like, the classic Star Wars stuff, but that means that you won't have, like, you know... A, a, a X-wing, right? Because those were developed later and stuff like right. that. So there'll be some unrecognizable yeah. stuff. It was weird to see that um, uh, that C three PO like unit, but that those are in the um, Knights of the Old Republic and stuff like that, right? So mm-hmm. I yep. guess they just they didn't really improve in, in, on in human cyborg relations in that <laughs> ten thousand sure. year period. Yeah. <laughs> I actually really like Quantic Dream games. I, I liked Heavy Rain a lot. I loved Beyond Two Souls, and I liked Detroit a lot. But I'm actually more down on Star Wars than I've ever been in my life. So that's yeah. where I'm like, hmm, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, the, the resurgence is, is pretty cool. I mean, I think everybody's been at least reinvigorated with uh, all the stuff, um, you know, on on Disney Plus and some of those things, right? Like it's it's taken a, you know, seeing Mandalorian things like that. You you have a renewed confidence, like. It's it's weird for me to look at like my kids react to the movies and like oh I love this and I think now you have the debate of oh what's the best of the three trilogies and I think still people will think the first but I talk to a lot of people who now like you know episode one two and three yeah, the a lot pre- the prequel I, trilogy is so kids. like it's bigger now than it was ever <laughs> like people love right. it <laughs> but right but it's crazy like 10, 15 years ago that was not the case and so it's yeah. funny to see how these trends change over time well mm-hmm. those people would be excited that there's clearly a trade blockade and some sort of senatorial dispute because it's got those like yeah those those ships around the planet that are round <laughs> this phantom menace taught us that's yeah that's right. just the one <laughs> yep <laughs> 
Okay, another big reveal from the Game Awards. We finally got gameplay for Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, and this you know this is from Rocksteady Games, makers of the uh, Batman Arkham games, which I love. And I, I, as I understand it, this one is more of a Borderlands like, where it's intended to be played cooperatively. Mark, is that how you understand it? I honestly have no interest in that game, so I totally like missed a lot of it because I was man when you, when you work the game awards, it's it's a very busy time. The the one thing you don't get to do is watch everything. I watched the Horizon trailer at like midnight last night, and I'm like so stoked for that game. Uh, so yeah, I. I but I'm also like not super big. I never really played any of the Arkham games, and so I'm not super excited wow. for this one. So you were the wrong uh, I, person to call on. For I, this I, one. I I was probably the last person you should have started with. <laughs> yep. Yeah, maybe maybe cut this one short, Mark. Your yeah. losses. Yep. Um, this, this I don't know, Damon. I don't know if it is a it is a a, a co op game. I think it might be like a Switch character single player game. Is there is something you it indicates otherwise? Well, it's a you know it's an ensemble, but it's not like. I don't think it's like Guardians, where you just play as one character. Mm. Really? As I understand it, it, I think I think you can play it single player, uh, just like Borderlands. But I think they like a lot of this just looks like yeah, your individual like play style changes based on whatever character you are, and you're doing a lot of brawling mm. and exploring. It looks it looks awesome to me. Yeah, right, like you switch game. between characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, and they each good. have different things. I, I, so I watched the Game Awards with my kids, and it's it's great when that happens. I mean, Damon, you're going to be a few years away from this, but it'll be cool when you do it. So you channel your uh, excitement through children in a way. And my kids were like, I mean, every comic book character, yeah, we we're talking about like Spider-Man, uh, the new movie coming out. So anything that has to do with animation, so that they're all over. So this, um, you know, they were excited to get into it. Of course, it's more money for me buying, buying all these games. <laughs> uh, it looks really cool, though. Yeah. CJ's going to start not letting his kids watch conferences. <laughs> the, the best thing, man, like I said, we can get into it. The Game Pass. It's great. Here you go. There you go. Like years of games uh, to play. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, this one, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful for this one because I love the Batman Arkham games. I'm not particularly interested in playing games with other people, as I've said many times. Mm-hmm. So if it's satisfying and fun to play by myself, sure. But the Suicide Squad is a little bit tricky than being anti-heroes. It could be hard to get mm-hmm. the tone right. I think you know the, this year's The Suicide Squad movie did that very well, but then the previous one did not at all. So it's just, it's, it's, just, it's going to be tricky for the writers to sort of nail, actually make it funny, you know, See, being that these well, guys are all supposed to be villains. The right. concept of, of killing... The Justice League is brilliant mm-hmm. and uh, it would be hard to squander that, right? Because these are like non-heroes that are going up against the strongest DC heroes possible. Mm-hmm. That's a really cool concept. Yeah. And like, you could see like Flash as some kind of something. You know, they, they give the heroes an out, right? There's going to, they're going to be like yeah. mind controlled or something. Yeah. But like, is, are they really going to kill Superman? Something like that? That'd be really cool if that was right. the case like if the plot of the game is like all right your next level is gotta kill batman like usually you don't get to do stuff like that in these games it reminds me when i um the dc uh what was it called dc versus mortal mortal Kombat versus dc the fighting game from forever mm-hmm. ago um uh that game which i wrote a little strategy guide for at the time uh, uh, uh that game has this thing where you know the the 
you can do fatalities because it's Mortal Kombat, except you can't do them on the DC heroes because, you know, or the DC heroes don't do fatalities. The villains do. And like, there's all, there's all these rules about it. You know, you can't show mm. Superman killing somebody. So they did a heroic brutality. We're in a different era of comics of like adult adultness and comics and violence and stuff. Right. So it's yeah. like, if this is like an actual game about like the boys or something, right. Where it's yeah. like about killing these heroes. I mean, pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Suicide Squad is not the only DC game reveal last night. I think it was a surprise. It was a surprise to me, although Mark said there were no surprises to him. So <laughs> Mark knew about the Wonder Woman game. Uh, no, I didn't tell, know about tell that. Tell us more you about Wonder Woman, Mark, from your Man. vast knowledge of the future. I, it's Wonder Woman. I mean, again, it's not like we didn't see a whole lot, right? It was really short. This is there were so many things where it was like some some things were super long, and then some things were like you blinked and you and you completely missed it. And uh, I did see this one, and I'm like, yeah, it's Wonder Woman. I I shamefully, I guess, I don't know. I, I I've never seen any of the Wonder Woman movies, so uh, I again, sorry, I don't really care about this. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what about the like the pedigree of the studio? You didn't play the Shadow of War, Shadow of Mordor. Oh no, Such I love those games. games. Yeah, that, that's who's making this. Oh okay, yeah, Monolith. Okay, yeah. then we're good. Then I'm in. <laughs> yeah, like, I think this, this that's that's this, what's exciting about yeah. it is that the pedigree and I'm like even if it's like a, if it's that style of open world, like Wonder Woman's a pretty good character for that because mm-hmm. Wonder Woman can't fly without the use of an invisible jet <laughs> and could could walk around <laughs> kicking butt in like a cool like. Amazonian environment or a city environment or something with like if there's also a nemesis system that has yep. villains mm-hmm. and they're generated so like there's all kinds of cool ways it could go with and that she team. can or force them just to tell the truth like she could use true. her whip and, to like, yeah. and yeah. you know who else does that <laughs> the guy in shadow of Mordor when he grabs orcs faces that's mm-hmm. exactly right I, yep. I'm just like this is not something I ever like thought of as a possibility but just imagining monolith making mm-hmm. this game i like i can see it in my head and it sound it just looks awesome like yeah, yeah we are yeah, we I'll are totally seeing a renaissance of like superhero video games <laughs> like they are just all I over know. the place <laughs> and this was a dc heavy show whereas like yeah. there was that you know sony show recently which was like all the marvel games including mm-hmm. wolverine and stuff like that yeah yeah i'm excited to see what this monolith developed wonder man game looks like uh wonder man wonder yeah wonder, 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 wonder man oh man yeah. <laughs> Now yeah. I've, uh, what have I done? I've, uh, you well, can choose your character at the beginning. Do you, you want to be Wonder Man? It's, it's a Ubisoft game. Can... <laughs> create super create your Wonder character. <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman from Monolith. Uh, now, Sam, Hellblade 2. They said that was yes. a gameplay. I've never heard of Hellblade 2, so I don't really want to comment. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, right. Okay, right. You like that? <laughs> this was described as a gameplay showcase. I don't know. Right. It did not look like gameplay to me. It looks like <laughs> no. a, an interactive cutscene. Yes. Yeah. Went back and forth between gameplay and yeah. what would appear to be. I mean, it's uh, cool. Cutscenes. It was cool. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, it's not gameplay unless there's like 20 hearts on the, on the upper yeah, exactly. left. Exactly. <laughs> and you know it's gameplay. The only the only defense I'll, I'll mount for this is let's not forget that Hellblade, the first one, is it is mostly a walking simulator. Like the combat in the game, mm-hmm. while good, is more. Are flashy. you walking, or are you just are you just fantasizing that you're walking? Well, and that you got to beat the game and you gotta find out. <laughs> you're sitting. <laughs> yeah, but it's like that game was all about ASMR and stuff like that. The combat, like it wasn't ASMR. Like an, yeah, it was about ASMR. 
No, 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 well, that's that's what the vibe of the game was. The game. Did you guys play the first Hellblade? No. Where, where yeah, you... I beat it. ASMR is like people whispering on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, was... The game starts with it telling you play this game with headphones. Oh. The whole oh, thing because, is like because voices are in your you. head. Okay, well that's okay. Not so what I'm saying ASMR, is, is it, it's, sure. it's more it's a different category. It's game. it's more about the walking and the journey versus like. You know, this is gameplay. When she's walking, that is the gameplay from Hellblade 1. It is a lot of yeah. walking. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, I took it with a little bit of like, yeah, this is Hellblade. This is how I remember it. The combat was more few and far between because I know people associate gameplay with combat. And that's all I mean, that's the whole, the whole idea with that first game is that like, hey, is this inside your head or is there actually like a fantasy world out there? Right. And when I see this game, I'm like, well, I don't want the psychological stuff anymore. I just want to like beat giants and stuff. And mm-hmm. then it's especially confusing when there's other people around you, right? Like, are they, are they all having the same psychedelic vision? What's going on? So like, I don't know if this is kind of making the leap into like the God of War realm at this point, mm. but uh, I'm fine with that if so. And uh, let me just say, those torches reflecting in puddles look really good in this. Oh, yeah. And you know, so good. my man yeah. Mark Medina over here is going to be all over the graphics comparison we gotta, we gotta when this find game out. comes out. No. And if those puddles Race change, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to know. If I see even a pixel less sparkly, I'm, I'm, we're going to call them out. No, I yeah, this game, it's, it's kind of weird because the whole point of the first one is that you're alone, right? But Except yeah. for with visions and stuff. So, yeah, I... Yep. I'd be interested to see if it did take that God of War approach. They it would be a, a largely different game than the, than the first one for sure. I want to point out that this the, giant is not hurting anyone. He's just no, trying to have true. a little sleep. Yeah, and then there's not that simp- there's the not sympathetic yet. ending, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I mean, he starts to hurt people. Yeah, after well, they started as, it. As, exactly. It's true. Then Look, the twist, he clearly the twist means is them like, no harm. Yeah. yeah, I think, the, and the giant already looks like somebody messed with him a lot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that dude's messed up. Yeah. The crawling into the cave, like in the background, it's just really cool, spooky animation. Like it's it's horrific. Like I like I like everything about the look of this game, and I don't want to. Yeah. I think the direction that it's going, I want to be clear. I'm totally good with. Like I yeah, think it'd yeah, be yeah, awesome yeah, if yeah, this yeah, became yeah. an action game about killing Norse <laughs> creepy stuff, yeah. because like that's the game that everybody likes, right? That's 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 what we're into right now. Yeah. About how absolutely, uh, yeah, so so amazing, absolutely, and I mean. That's Damon. I think you and I mentioned this even when we were doing the the game of the year for God Awards. Like, there's not many games that have even attempted that. I think that was actually the line that you said about God of War. And so I don't know if this is attempting it or not, or if it's going for something totally different. But either way, like visually, it's 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 pretty fantastic. Like, mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah, looks. It, it was looks definitely nice. one of the standout. Like, yeah, for sure. Demonstrations. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. 
One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. And, uh, yeah, finally, the, the other big announcement I wanted to go over was Alan Wake 2. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not starring Jake Gyllenhaal, as a lot of people weird, see. Right? To, to think, yeah. Yeah, that, weird, right? Yeah. I don't know about that. Weird, like, look at this guy's Jake Gyllenhaal eyes. Yeah. What's this reveal going to be? And then it's like Alan Wake, like, okay. But I guess, like, Remedy has, like, stunt-casted actors before. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that movie they did it? before Control? Or the game they did before Control that was part TV show? Well, was Quant- it Wonder Man Quant- the movie? Quant- yeah. Quantum Break? Quantic Break? Quantum. Quantic something? Quantic Dream? It's quant- nope, no, that's no. the Quantum studio. Dream is the name of the studio. So, so Quantum, it's Quantum Break, break is the name of the studio. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And then what's interesting is that this one's going to be full survival horror. It was the first album right. that had some horror elements, but it was also a lot of shooty, shooty action. Hmm. Yeah, but what does survival horror mean in the era of like those games becoming Resident Evil Four onwards? Well, I don't know. Like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. I mean, it, I, it could be like totally like a creeping around, sneaking game. That's totally, totally reasonable and fun. Yeah, yeah. But, it just seems like it's going to be less action, like you know, versus Control, which was like crazy, mm-hmm. like high action. This looks yeah. like it's going to be action, a lot yeah. more, a lot more sauntering around, being mm-hmm. scared of things. Twenty twenty three, though, I think they said so. Mm. It's a little ways out. We should get some more information. I think they said next summer. So maybe E3 2022. We'll learn more about this one. Yeah. Maybe it'll be a good uh, Halloween uh, release game. Halloween 2023. Mm -hmm. But as we already established, that Halloween will not come to pass. (laughs) I don't think I was there for that, but okay. (laughs) I miss that too. We've got an email from Nathan. It says, hi, Goose Camp. I've been listening for four years now. This is the only video game podcast I consistently listen to every week because I love the mix of humor and focus on history. Uh, A history I wasn't alive for as I was born in 2001. I've Mm. written in before, but never had my question answered. But I need to know, is 2022 set to be the biggest year for gaming ever? <laughs> What's fun is that you can you can write in and <laughs> and still and have your question read and still not get it answered on GameScoop. It's true. <laughs> it's true. It's a unique aspect of this show. Uh, so he says, you know, he wrote this in before uh, the Game Awards. So ignoring any Game Awards announcements, the potential launch of PSVR 2 and other surprises, <laughs> this upcoming year is already over bloated with incoming games. Here's a list of the highlights currently announced to be coming next year. 
Breath of the Wild 2, Elden Ring, and Moran, throw all this B-roll up. Gotham Knights, <laughs> Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, Starfield, Horizon 2, God of War Ragnarok, Marvel's Midnight Suns, Pokemon Legends, Arceus, however that's pronounced, mm-hmm. Avatar, sure. Frontiers of Pandora, Dying Light 2, Hogwarts Legacy, Ghostwire Tokyo, we're only about halfway done, Tiny Tina's Wonderland, Redfall, The Saints Row Reboot, Lego Skywalker Saga, Lord of the Rings Gollum, Splatoon 3, Stray, The Advance Wars Remaster, Destiny 2, Witch Queen, Gran Turismo 7, Stalker 2, Bayonetta 3, Kirby Forgotten Land, Mario Plus Rabbids 2, Multiversus, Oxenfree 2, and the new Sonic game. And those are just the highlights. So many of these games are from people's favorite games and franchises and studios of all time. And even if half of these games get delayed or re-delayed into 2023, we've still got a phenomenal (laughs) year of gaming. So I have to ask, is uh, next year the biggest year for gaming ever? Well, it's hard to, you know, hard to say until we actually get into it. If it's going to be a 2007 or a 2011 yeah. quality year. But it sh- certainly seems stacked with a lot of high profile games, right? Yeah, I was going to bring up 2011. 2011 <laughs> is such an, an incredible year. But when you look at it, you look at... uh You know, it's like every game has its counterpart, right? You have Dark Souls. Well, now we have Elden Ring. We have... Elder Scrolls Five. Now we're gonna have Starfield, yeah. Saints Row the Third. We're gonna have the Saints Row reboot. Like yes, what, everything that made 2011 great is it's back. Is it's back except for Portal Two? What the hell, man? Oh, man. Yeah. The- <laughs> I, I mean, when you look at yeah, 2007 was that like the second year of the new console generation? Like after Xbox, yeah, yes, came out, right? yeah, yeah except- and that X- used to be a really reliable. That used to be a really reliable thing. We might have like yeah. a, a COVID delay at this mm-hmm. point, though. And I, which, yeah, sometimes it's the, just the one year after there's a ton of great games. And so this time it might be the second year after. Yeah. Great. Yeah. 2007 yeah. was yeah. Uh, Bioshock and Mass Effect and Assassin's Creed. Halo 3. And yeah, yep. so, so many. And so even for, for me, like I, I look at 2007. It's hard to top. The other thing, too, is if you look at a lot of the games now, there are, a lot of them are developed in Unreal. Not that that makes a difference, but visually, like, you have these um, platforms that they kind of, like Mark said, those are like a walking simulator. Like, mm-hmm. unless there's some kind of really interesting gameplay mechanic or some kind of hook to the game, which I think we had a few this year, like Deathloop and, and a few others. It, yeah, they start to all kind of have, they're approaching this benchmark where they look phenomenal. It's gameplay, storytelling, and a number of these other details that set them apart in um yeah, if 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 that doesn't happen into and and do you think that all these games will actually like get released in 2022? I think Sam's right. When you look at everything that we're dealing with, I would not be surprised to give majority of these are pushed to 2023, but um yeah, I don't know. I I I I hate saying the glory days are behind us, but I mean <laughs> as a as an 8-bit gamer, 16-bit gamer, I think uh, it, it takes a lot now to to create something magical. Um sure. you know, but you, you have these moments like this where you have these standout games that obviously got game of the year. Um, you know, so I don't know. 1989. It's a great it's year. Tough call. Yeah. Well, I can, I can it's say it's that. innovation, right? Like there's a lot of innovation up until, you know, that 2007 year. Like when you look at games from 2007, yeah. they still hold up really well mm-hmm. today. Like if they're mm-hmm. remastered yeah. and all the rest of those things. Mm-hmm. So unless there's some kind of like new innovative, um, you know, gameplay or product in there, it does, it does feel like it's hard to top those now. Mm-hmm. So of these games currently scheduled, Sam, is Breath of the Wild 2 still your most anticipated? Absolutely. Um, I, I don't even need to... Uh, there's not, not anything even remotely competitive with that. Um, I've got to say, like with Halo rounding out this year, this year was an incredible year for games. Yeah. It, yeah. it, it, was, it was really good. And so like even if half those uh, games on that list come out next year and you know 
presuming some of them are good and some of them aren't like it, it'll be a great year uh to play games. Um, but yeah, like I, I, the, the breath of the wild thing is interesting. You know, there is a year attached to that game and it's next year. And, uh, you know, by the end of 2021, I would have expected to see that kind of first glimpse of gameplay or maybe explaining why the title's a secret. There's a bunch mm. of things that are strange about that, but Nintendo's doing their own things these days. And maybe they want to get over the hump of a big open world Pokemon game coming out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. maybe we'll start showing it off after that. I, I'm pretty sure that that game's kind of, you know, interrupting the, 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 the flow of marketing or whatever for mm. Zelda, but we'll see. I'm yeah. sure E3 I, will be all Zelda. I, I was going to say, I, you have to assume E3 is going to be like, here's a couple of things. And then the rest is Zelda. And then the treehouse. <laughs> I remember the treehouse when breath of the wild was uh, yeah. announced. It was, it was just, it was the same opening over and over. They just had different people mm. come and it was okay. Now do whatever you want. And they landed at the beginning of the game and they could just go wherever. And it was like four hours of four it was like all different gameplay because everybody did a different thing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of hoping we Mark, see something that, like that. The, again. the E3 that year was only a Zelda exhibit. Yeah. Right. It was about of Zelda. 50 mm-hmm. or a hundred stations in different areas. And you'd go yeah, and you'd yeah. play that demo. Mm-hmm. And I, I went back, I think five times just to try to do as much as possible and yeah. be able to write about it from a def- bunch of different perspectives. And they, they mm-hmm. gave us great access to it, but that was the experience too. It's mm-hmm. like, Okay, yeah. this time I'm going to climb this cliff, and then the next time I'm going to actually try to get, get to the winter area. The next time I'm going to try to get one of the power ups, you know, because you couldn't get all four of them right. to get off that plateau. And I remember Brendan Graber, one of our guide writers, was trying really hard to like get to the <laughs> get off the plateau in 15 minutes, and I'm sure a speedrunner could do that now. And I would have loved to see how that demo handled that, you know. But there's, I think, there's yeah. enough cutscene and stuff that you couldn't really skip it. I just love how much content they got from the the, the plateau. Like, like yeah. you never even yeah. and they started showed the, the map, <laughs> and it was like you're this little speck on that, right. you know. And then here's yeah. like the game world. It was so great. Massive, yeah. Well, and, and as I mentioned, innovation. I think um, what's weird is if you think about this here, what what has been really cool um, that I, I would imagine is going to be uh, increasing in the future is, is cross play. Like the fact that I can play with somebody on PC or Xbox or PlayStation. I mean, Nintendo's always kind of been off in their own in their own space, but when that becomes a little bit more unified over the next few years, mm-hmm. um, I think I think that potentially has been yeah, that's probably for me one of the biggest innovations of this year, mm. and I can imagine it's only going to improve over the next few years. So, yeah, it feels super strange to be like, oh, you guys want to play Black Back for Blood, and you don't even have to like ask people what console they're on. Like you yeah, know, yeah. you can just play together. That's great. That is and cool. for Damon and I, it's really nice knowing that y'all can play together and we can just play our single player game. <laughs> we don't have to worry about you. I used to be really worried about you guys playing together and now I don't. Oh, I don't I, we appreciate well, that. That's good. We, well, we figured it out. So don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, happy. I'm happy. I'm you know, very happy for y'all. Mark, yeah. uh, is Horizon <laughs> Forbidden West currently your most anticipated game of 2022? I want to say yes. Like mm-hmm. at, at this moment, yes. But but it could change once we see more of Starfield. Like Starfield mm. could end up mm. taking as like my my big twenty twenty two game of the year. Uh, it's hard because we will have beaten Forbidden West before we see any more of Starfield. But uh, yeah, Starfield is it's Bethesda in space. I love Bethesda games. Fallout and uh, Elder Scrolls are some of my favorite games of all time, and I love being in space. You would think I would like Mass Effect more. So um, if Nintendo knows what they're doing, they'll, re- they'll release Breath and of the Star Wild Wars. three days after Horizon to quell that excitement. Yeah. Well, uh, the first game. There's no way they're doing that for the second game. <laughs> it's funny if they come out the same year, though. They'd be in that same yeah. Cycle yeah. Exactly like last time. Yeah. 
And CJ, what's your most anticipated game? 2022. 2022. I don't know if I have an anticipated game. I thought the Sonic one was actually, again, through the lens of my children. CJ. I know. I mean, no, listen, everybody wants everybody wants Sonic <laughs> no, to be a great kidding. game. You you guys have ragged on Sonic again for years, and so I have to. No, uh, I know. think Sonic's the best ongoing series. I, <laughs> it's the others that, that always say negative things about the sure. blue bludgeon. Yeah, um, I mean, so uh, I appreciate that the movie kind of has like reinvigorated, uh, you mm-hmm. know, the Sonic fans out there because the fact that the movie is CJ. Uh, what what kind of game do you think it is though? That's a good question. I was looking in, uh, you know, I've been starting to replay uh, a number of old games. So I was playing Sonic Unleashed with them uh, the other day, and it does feel mm. a little bit like artistic. It's the Werehog one. It's a Werehog one. Now, I was not a fan of the Werehog sections. Most people are not. Um, but the gameplay and the velocity and the speed of a lot of the other uh, stages I remember playing that game when it released uh, was cool. And I think it's one of the, the best of the series, um, you know, for music and, you know, just art style. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think. Uh, Sonic Frontiers. You know, it could, this can be open world. Open world Sonic. It could game. be that. Yeah, it did. It did feel a little bit open world. Like that's the vibe. It's gonna be that about recipes and breakable weapons and well, breakable so shoes. You, yeah, when Wait you think minute. of platforming with Sonic, yeah, it's always kind of been a problem because speed is the uh, is the focal point. But yeah, it did kind of give it this like yeah, Breath of the Wild vibe, and oh uh, you know, it, yeah, I don't know how they're gonna do it, but. Maybe they're the game has grass, it, it kind of looks like so that. so it's clearly a breath of the wild. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. so yep. yeah. <laughs> well, but when when you saw the, the gameplay, like it made it seem like, and it's hard to tell what's cinematic versus not, but it made it seem like you were in this like massive world where you could traverse. Like it didn't seem like a standard Sonic, you know, side scroller like roaming around level, um, you know, just from like point A to point B. It, it feels like very open, just visually from what they've shown. So, yo, did your kids but, lose it for the Sonic Two trailer? Yes, that's what I mean. So, like, a combination of that and then watching Sonic 2. Um, They're like, it's that red like, plane from Sonic 3's intro. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I always try to make sure they understand the, uh, the historical background. So we've been playing Sonic 1, 2, and 3, Sonic Mania, and mm-hmm. all those kind of games. And so there definitely there's been a bit of a, uh, a 8-bit, 16-bit influence, uh, you know, for for them where I'm going, okay, you got to like play these games to understand where some of this is coming from. And, and, and they're digging it. So CJ, yeah, not the most anticipated gotta, game, but like it was exciting. You've got to play these games to understand just how bad they are. Okay. <laughs> okay. CJ, uh, uh, you're, you're, uh, you know, famously, uh, uh, supposedly, I should say, very good at hard, difficult games like Little Nemo, the Dream Master, which you've, mm-hmm. I've never yes. seen you beat the yes. attic oh. level on, even though you've tried mm-hmm. um, several times in front of me. <laughs> Uh, but you claim you can beat it. I've seen you beat the train yes. level. Uh, but yes. have you ever beaten a Sonic the Hedgehog game without Game Genie? Uh, yeah, we. So Sonic. Oh, 2 sorry. I mean a Genesis one. Yeah, two. Genesis. Yeah, two. Yeah, two. And uh, I think two is possible, Sonic right? I'm pretty Knuckles. sure that's the yeah. only one that I have. Oh yeah, the. I don't think I've beaten yeah. three. One is really difficult. I've never mm-hmm. beaten Sonic one. Is, one. The one is super difficult. And mm-hmm. um and then uh, Sonic Mania. We're in the later stages. So I'm playing with my little guy. He just jumps up in his tails and will help me into like other areas and stuff. I love like that. that. So, that's a really cool feature. Yeah, it, it's super cool. But um, yeah. So a lot of those games I did beat. I will say that yeah. Sonic as a platformer has always been challenging, but um, yeah, it's it's interesting to see them kind of go in a different approach in this mm-hmm. uh, this new era of games. Um, yeah, the IPs for sure have a lot of nostalgia, so you know, give give them that. But we'll we'll see what it looks like when it when it launches. So. I think Sonic works now when it is a two D retro style Sonic game. I, I don't I don't really know much about the the three D world of Sonic, but as soon as I'm behind Sonic and running, like it doesn't. 
it's really it hard work. to make that speed work because it's like, yeah, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, just too, like, it's too chaotic. Well, yeah. and th- yeah, that's why Sonic Generations was really good. Um, and then, um, yeah, Sonic Unleashed had, like I said, it did, it did a bit of both. Um, but so I, I think mm-hmm. it might have that kind of vibe to it. Um, just, just looking at it, but yeah, I'm trying to think 2022 if I, if I have anything that really stands out right now. I mean, I've, I've been more of like a live service guy. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, playing like Apex and Destiny, um, you know, all those kind of games that have, you know, sort of, you know, what we call like, you know, seasonal cadence content to them now. Um, I'm excited for those games just because Doke it's v. just been my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Doke V, yeah, for sure. That might be CJ's next game. CJ doesn't just, know what yeah, that is. We'll talk about no. it. Doke V, as long as we stop <laughs> talking about Sonic, please. The, ca- the K-pop? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, favorite okay, part of the game sorry. Well, yeah, yeah, okay, got it. Well, let's talk about, let's talk about Halo Infinite. Hey, it's yeah. it actually it actually is here and is actually I think really good. I'm having yes. did you get across that bridge, Damon? I'm having a lot of fun with it. No, because we had to start over, right? Oh, and yeah. then because of the oh. open world nature of it, I ended up just going to, to other areas, and I haven't encountered that one spot again. But I've been having a lot yeah. of fun with it. I, I like this game a lot. Yeah. I so I didn't even play Mar- or Halo Five. I played some of Halo 4, but didn't finish it. So I'm a little lost with what's going on with the story at the beginning yep. of the game. But right. mm-hmm. gunplay feels great. I like that they've opened it up a little bit more. Um, you, you have a little bit of freedom with what you want to do. I like the there's a strategic element to certain weapons work better on certain enemies. So you have to you mm-hmm. try to make sure you're finding the right tool for the right job. And I love yep. the yep. weapon. She's such a cool character. Oh my gosh, I love her so much. Yeah, she's so yeah. The weapon's yeah. great. Weapon's yeah. good. You know, a lot of the backstory in this is from Halo Wars 2, which is really strange. Mm-hmm. That's where the Banished came from and everything. So really mm-hmm. all you yeah. need to know going into it is that like the classic AI that was Master Chief's buddy like right. kind of went crazy and rampant in a way and and, mm-hmm. and tried to, you know, do some kind of uh, galactic uh, changing. Um, but um, <laughs> I don't want to spoil it for people that, that, that yeah, do exactly. want to read the story and everything. But like, so that's why it's so cool that the weapon is like this kind of, uh, you know, replacement Cortana and what's going to happen with that. I think that's a great plot so far and I'm really happy with it. And I, I love Halo lore and I, I'm super into yeah. it where I know people that haven't been, but I'm, I'm really into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the audio logs is kind of cool too. So uh, in, in the past, there's little like skulls that you could used to be able to find in, in the Halo games. Now there's audio logs. When you get close to them, you can actually hear them beeping, and you go up, and there's usually like a, like two or three minutes of um uh, of sort of you know backstory <laughs> dialogue that's given to you from multiple perspectives of different people mm-hmm. in, in in the Halo universe. So that's really good. It starts filling in the blanks a little bit. I mean, it obviously helps if you've played the you know the previous games. Um, but as far as like you said, Damon, the gameplay, the shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, the mechanics of it, the way it feels, oh, I, the grapple shot. I didn't even mention the grapple shot. Yeah. Yeah. The grapple, grapple shot. shot is, it's uh, my is, favorite way to get around in a game this year. It is yeah. so fantastic. It feels it, like its own thing. I want to yes. play games that like feel this different. And the physics, once your your head gets better and better at knowing the physics, and you can climb, you can swing, you can. I always wanted equips because I you just move faster. Yeah, yeah, so you, in, you, in, you're absolutely right. You start yeah. with thinking it it just takes you from point A to point B, but then you start using it to like grab onto a pillar and swinging around it mm-hmm. and using that momentum yes. to get you places. And when you can upgrade it to where it has like almost no cooldown, uh, so yep. good. 
Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's a, here's maybe an, an IGN video in the future. What is the best version of the grapple shot? Like who did it best? Bionic mm-hmm. Commando. I know. Just Cause. <laughs> uh, lost Planet. Yeah, lost Planet. Like there's been a number of different versions of the yeah. grapple shot. I will say that Ocarina. when you grapple on ledges and things like that, there's this nice like momentum trajectory yeah. that kind of just mm-hmm. like bumps exactly. you up and around corners. And mm-hmm. so you think of those little tiny details and when you're watching gameplay, like I remember seeing it last year, I think maybe two years ago now at E3, uh, Dust and I were there. And, and it was one of those th- mechanics where I was like, oh, it's borrowing from other franchises. Like I felt that when I saw it. Um, but now after playing it and when you feel it when you're grappling around, like I'm always like a, like a gameplay feel person. Like you said, when you get close to ledges and you're moving around and you're, you're able to mantle and stuff like that, it feels really good to use the mm-hmm. grapple shot. And I don't think that that is really something you can understand by looking at gameplay. You really do have to feel it by playing the game mm-hmm. to know how good it actually is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the yeah. best innovation in first-person platforming I that I can think of. Like, nothing yeah. works in first-person. Like, double jumps really help, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Metroid Prime added that, and I was like, oh, this kind of works really well. But, like, man, yeah. as just like, a, hey, I'm solving environmental puzzles and, like, getting to a skull on the top of a crazy oh, thing. My gosh. Like, <laughs> it's just fantastic. Yeah. I was I was working with Miranda when we were first starting the skull hunt, and I'm like, this <laughs> this is like the hardest it's ever been because you know most Halos you can't really get up yep. to areas. I was like, and now these things can be yes. anywhere, like they can <laughs> mm-hmm. be literally anywhere, and the second level shows you that they can be literally anywhere, and it's like, oh my gosh, it makes yeah. the hunt so much harder. So yeah, I know Mark's it's usually got like to a skybox. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, you usually have to look for like a forerunner door that just opens randomly. Like, oh, there's a skull there. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. The uh, I don't know if uh, every anybody but Mark's gotten here yet, but uh, you know, there's uh, banshees and wasps in the game, two yep. uh, flight, mm-hmm. you know, ready things. And once you get to that point, and you realize, like, holy crap, this whole world is made to just fly around. Also, yes. yeah. then yeah. you have this choice. You're like, well, do I want to steal a ghost? Do I want to take a warthog with people? Or do I want to just like grapple because I'm going to find collectibles on the way? Like that's a really cool open world thing where I'm like, I kind of want to stay on the ground. But yeah, when you get I in the air, you realize like chief doesn't have fall damage because right. you know, yes. he, he falls from space. <laughs> So that's well, then you, can, you can grapple onto the banshees like Spider-Man yes, and like yes. it's hijack the vehicles. It's so yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. And then There's you so get up there and you can go like really high up and you can get to where you want to go and just jump out. Yeah. It's yeah. so and, and, fun. And, 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 as you jump, there's this sound where you're like, and it gets intense and you feel it. I, I, mm-hmm. I climbed the highest cliff. And as I jumped, like one time I just jumped in the hole because everybody does that. You're like, oh, I yeah. want to see what the death animation looks like. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's a pretty doll. cool when yeah, it <laughs> you is. float into uh, space. That's <laughs> fun too. Uh, but yeah, it's really, it's really the physics of it are awesome when you're moving around the environment. When you do see locations that typically, yeah, you would, you know that in, in previous Halo games, you'd be locked from just getting yeah. because of just like, you know, gameplay, physics you know, environment, they're just going to like keep you at bay. And it never feels like you're hampered by that at all in the game. Um, so from an open world standpoint that, that I'm still, I'm still not lukewarm, but I don't know the right word. I'm used to halo being very linear. And so mm-hmm. I'm at the open world part where I'm wait, how, you know, mo- it, it channels you back how, into really cool run and yeah. gun sections. Yeah. yeah like, I, yeah. Are you further than like the second mission? Like you landed on Zeta halo. How much further have yes. you gotten? I'm probably about, like two or three, bosses in into like i don't want to spoil it for anybody sure. as well like i know there's x amount of missions and, and that's what i'm saying it's very early but yeah i'm probably like four or five hours in mm-hmm. after because halo i was the same way i was like oh i really like the like corridor shooting of halo 
This game yes. totally has that. Like this game yeah, has yeah. exactly what you need. Uh, and yeah. then in and between it has the sandboxy those. battles too, which is right. like I'm in a fortress that's extensive and you have to mm-hmm. do yes. activities to open more of it. And that's mm-hmm. when you're like, I'm going to keep a ghost as long as I can. And it has that type of nostalgic Halo gameplay too. I love that stuff. Yes. That, so that's where I was getting to. There, there was a mixed feeling that I had where I think if I, if I would um, look back over time, my favorite shooter game probably of all time is Titanfall 2. It's mostly um, like an action grapple. sequence game, yeah, mm-hmm. grapple, and you have you have moments of gameplay that change for each map and level. So the thing that's different this time around, because you can have an ammo box, and because mm-hmm. typically you can refill your weapon, I find myself holding on to the battle rifle a lot. <laughs> and, like, Everybody was talking weapon. about that, yeah, yeah. And so rather than the exploratory, oh, I'm just going to use whatever weapon I find on the ground, and you kind of just get the feeling for using multiple weapons. Well, all the Promethean weapons are totally BS. And you don't want those. Well, that's what I mean, right? So it's like, I feel like previous Halos really allowed you to jump into the environment and and use the weapons that are there because those are the enemies that you're fighting. Mm -hmm. And now that it's more open world, like I'm just using the battle rifle and conserving my ammo and going to find an ammo box all the time. So Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that's good or bad. I I don't think I've rendered an opinion on that, but it definitely does change the way I'm playing Halo uh, because it's a little bit more open world and and less linear. My loadout is Warthog person on gun person on rocket launcher and just do circles a lot there you go yeah i kind of so fun using the ai i kind of use any weapon (laughs) unless i have the commando then i use the commando because i love that gun Commando's cool i i agree with damon though i would say my biggest criticism is like the game is straight up halo 6 if you're not caught up with the story, you're going to be a little confused because <laughs> yeah. I was a little confused. I, do you remember, though, that that was exactly the case with Halo 1? No. Like, yeah. that game throws I, you into it. And you're right, like, what's happening? Yeah. Why right. am I doing this? What's a Halo? Right. Like, it, it, it's always yeah. been... In, it, that's what makes it good is that it builds a universe by not over explaining the universe. Like, you know, yes. like Dune, the movie, the old one uh, from the eighties uh, famously opens with like war- exposition for like 30 minutes, you know, and, like mm-hmm. Halo's never done that. And like, I think my first Halo game was probably three. That's you can level that exact criticism at that game. You're like, I'm a spaceman that fell to this planet. What am I on <laughs> it's, earth? It's, it's Wait, not what's that I'm going, criticizing like, it for being Halo six. It's that, I get. I guess I thought because they called it Halo Infinite, I thought it was yeah, going to be, be a reboot, a little mm-hmm. bit more of a reboot where they would kind yeah. of fill you in a little bit more. And the thing is, yeah. is like the whole idea of Halo lore. I'm talking about the very, very specific Master Chief story in Halo Infinite. You don't know exactly. I'm not talking about the Promethean part. I'm talking about his relationship with Cortana. You yeah, right. have no idea what happened to Cortana. Or, if, if or what a halo is. Aren't caught up. Yeah, or yeah. what a halo weren't, is. They were all destroyed, and it's like, now there's a Zeta halo. Like it's, yep. he's, he's like, it's special in some way. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> it's special. Well, and, and, and who knows what they have planned for this. I mean, what's, what's interesting about it is typically with each release of Halo, and I don't know that this is going to be the case with this, that's it, and then you're done. And what I would imagine this one is going to potentially have is maybe further campaign, like DLC editions down the line, which has never Hopefully. really been a thing for Halo. Um, yeah. And so, you know, h- hence Halo Infinite. So they potentially do have the ability, like Sam, if that's what you're saying, Mark, as well, too, to maybe tell like a prequel story if they want to go in that direction. Um, well, Halo you know, 5 is they, the prequel story. <laughs> well, right. But they've done this with Reach. Yeah, Halo Reach as well. Like it tells like, you know, the story, um, you know, of like what happened prior to the Chief. And so there, there are like actual games that have done that already. But I, like I think that, yeah, like Halo Reach was, was, was amazing. It's um, my favorite but Halo. I think that. 
But, well, yeah, but again, I think if you like with what you guys are both saying, they potentially do have the ability to do that maybe later on down the road with expansion. Like, I don't think that they need to go and like, uh, sure. you know, moving forward. I think they might be able to jump around. Damon, I mean, the did thing you that this, this, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm still four or five hours either. into it. Oh, yeah, I'm enjoying I, it. Uh, the tease of this game for me is that like, and there was a little bit of reporting on this this week, um, that like it potentially has been cut down a lot and that this was a much mm-hmm. bigger, more ambitious open world. Mm-hmm. And I think th- what they established in this game is that like, there's not a better match for a current shooter series and an open world. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's, it feels better than Far Cry in a lot of ways, but it's not as big in, mm-hmm. in shooting specifically. Um, and I think like Halo, uh, and there's not a lot of other first person shooty games, right? There's like, there's like the Fallout style stuff, which is like really mm-hmm. RPG like. But this yeah. game, like this, this is like, this is the thing where it's like the next iteration of this could be, you know, one of the, I think this is, I love this game. It's my game of the year. Well, um, I, and yeah, I, I think that it just makes me so excited for a bigger version of this game. Hmm. yeah it it does yeah. feel amazing i think like you know the the bungee legacy and dna is obviously in there you'd have to you know just me i'm doing this for for you mark a uh, destiny destiny is about the only other shooter that i think like rivals the feeling of gunplay like mm-hmm. there's just something about it like apex has its own feeling too but it's like bullet travel time versus hit scan so if you kind of understand like at a multiplayer standpoint how those how those are different and how those feel like Halo has always been just an amazing game. And, and we haven't even talked about the multiplayer. Multiplayer is phenomenal. Um, there's a lot of different, um, you know, they're, they're talking about like the, the launch of it right now. And, you know, is it fully fledged? Are all the modes there? No, obviously there's a number of different things um, in gameplay modes, like doubles and Slayer only and things that, but that they're adding want. a lot of stuff yeah, before the, the end of the year. They're going to add. Mm-hmm. So, so that stuff's going to come out and you expect that now. I think again, when you talk about like a, you know, an ongoing service game, uh, and again, like one of those things too, like you mentioned, Sam, like they did cut a number of things. Co-op campaign also cut. Um, yeah. They couldn't get that into the launch, but they're going to probably, um, you know, hopefully get that in the early next year. So yeah, games are launching in a different state now. It's not, oh, this is Halo and that's it. And now the game is over and we're just going to do multiplayer maps. That typically it was always the, you know, the formula prior to this release. So I think it'll be much different over the next yeah. coming months. Well, it's nice that the story of Halo Infinite, and I mean the story of its, you know, announcement, development, gameplay reveal, mm-hmm. backlash, delay, and then eventual release. <laughs> it's nice that that has a happy ending. Now it's been yeah, a long it's, journey. It's different than Cyberpunk, right? Yeah, very different. So far, but Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk story is not over, so I don't want to be unfair to Cyberpunk. That's true. And that brings us to video game twenty questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Kevin in Milwaukee. Let the questioning begin. Well, you, you remember it, CJ. I remember point CJ. Point of 20 questions <laughs> is no, to win. I, <laughs> I think Brian Altano said it best. This is like 20 questions is, you know, it's, it's where it comes to die when, when I lead the charge. <laughs> um, but, but, but typically, I, I'll, I, I gleaned a lot over the years, Sam, and I think the best is usually to narrow it down to system. So um, was this um, a game released prior to 1990? No. I like mm. <laughs> narrow down to systems, but we're going to start with the years. <laughs> no, because like to me, it's like you, you, you can eliminate the OG. I know. Systems I'm now. just Josh. Well, also, guys, prior to 1990, I, I missed you, Sam. I missed you, Sam. I haven't been doing too hot on these. The last couple that I've been <laughs> great, on, great, great. Okay, been, well, have a lot of confidence going into this good. one. <laughs> Damon, maybe you and I should guess this one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, is this from the 90s? No. Okay. There you go. So we've eliminated. We're into the 2000s. We still have now. 21 more years. So let's see here. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, di- have we talked about? Okay, is this game part of a series? Yes. All right. Could be anything. That narrows it down. Is it on Switch? No. Wait. Oh, oh Sam's going on. straight. For I, the I take that back. Yes. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Wow. The so game random. is on Sam, Switch. Sam, I think he. <laughs> oh, I should have asked. Is okay. No, no. Uh, I, I have. Uh, did it get? Did it get re-released on Switch, or did it come out and it was available for Nintendo Switch? Please ask your question in a yes or no I, format. Oh, yeah. Let me see here. Okay. Doing great, uh, everybody. Yeah. This <laughs> forgot the basic rule of the game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Man. Just like One Damon rule. at the Game Awards. The second, so here, the second 20 no questions you start, I'm just going to start leaving. It, <laughs> yeah. What was, was this? Was this? Um, yeah. Did this release uh, like as a, squid, as a Switch original game? No, that's five. Okay. So, hmm. I mean, is this an indie game? No. What? Uh, okay. Um, that's weird. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's like KOTOR or GTA. That's what I mean. We still haven't eliminated whether or not it's on other systems. I, I can almost guarantee it is. Figuring. What are you talking? You just did that. What? Oh, you mean contemporary systems? Yeah. Like, I mean, well, yeah, but like, whatever. Of- yeah. I think the original system thing is pretty interesting here. Yeah. Um, is this a, uh, 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 how do I say this? Um, is this from the last generation of consoles? No. What about the one before that? No. So okay. it's from the current so generation of it's consoles. A- Maybe. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or it's either that or GameCube. <laughs> or <laughs> yeah, that era. And that's what that's what's confusing is like a game on Switch. I don't know. It almost means we have plenty like, of questions, y'all. We can keep going be, here. Is this from be. the contemporary set of consoles? No. Okay. Oh boy. Yeah. So right. it's Jeez. old and so, came out again. Okay. So so hang on, so hang on hang on. We we eliminated a lot a lot of the 1990 games though. So. Yeah, like All we're in like them, the two thousand. Yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah. yeah we're, that's what I mean. Like, so we're we're into like the two thousand to mm-hmm. what, like two thousand five, right? Because you said the last couple of yeah. console generations. Right. So we, has, we we is two thousand six and up. So we're in like the two thousand to two thousand six no, no, era. This is PS two era. So um, because we went back to PS four, PS three, and we did not eliminate PS two. Right, but that's what I'm saying. So it's two thousand two thousand six. Yes, so, that's right. So, yes. so uh, is this a is this a game that's in a collection? Now, yes, and that's ten. Ooh, yeah. Could be more. Okay, was it? Was it? Is it published by Rockstar? No. Okay. Could be Mario Sunshine. Yeah, that's a that's a recently collection. Uh, let's just ask if it that came out was during the game? GameCube era. It, yeah, or yeah, oh, that might be the question. Did the game come out during the GameCube era? Yes. No, no. no first of all, we already know that. Remember, we oh, just well, established the sorry, 2000. We sh- well, then we should have asked. Well, now like, we know eh. for sure. Now we know for sure. We should have <laughs> asked if it came out exclusively on the GameCube. Yes, that's the question. Go, that's go the for question. That yes, I, 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 re- I, yeah, I, I framed Can't it incorrectly reject. in my. Uh... <laughs> well, so, it, did Nintendo publish that. this game? No. All right. Well, there goes that. Mm. There goes Mario Collection. So there's some yep. collection that has this game in it. It's that also came out on during Switch. GameCube that then came out on could, Switch. Could be Castlevania series, maybe. Mm. I got a re-release in a collection form mm. in the last couple. Yeah, couple the advanced collection. Years. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So there's, yeah, they, they both came out on Switch, right? Yeah. Recently. Wait, yes. Did this game come out on a portable platform originally? Yes. Oh, there you go. It's probably Might. Castlevania. It could be the uh, Mega Man's or something too. Who knows? It could, it could be Mega Man's. Um, Mega Man. So what, what would what would did, allow us to ask oh, just, questions? Did to, Konami publish this game? Did yeah. Konami publish the game? Yes, that's fifteen. Okay. There you go. Okay, yeah, okay. that's the one. So it's so uh, it's. Uh, let's see. What's on the advanced collection? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, all, I can't remember all the titles. Aria, for... Sorrow, Harmony of Dissonance, and uh, the Circle of the Moon. Of the three games that Sam just mentioned, is this one of those games? Yes. Yeah, I've never played any of those games. It's of Sorrow or Harmony of Dissonance. Narrow it down, Sam. Well, let me think. I can't remember which games you play as vampires in or not. Um and then I so, play those games. Uh, I don't know how to narrow it down. Oh, I, I, that's actually really hard for me to think about because I just played Ari of Sorrow, so that mm-hmm. has. Um, I think you play as Alucard in that one. And let me let me think about something in that game that happens in the beginning of it. One second, processing, yeah. processing. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Reboot um, Sam. Reboot your Sam. Oh my gosh! Uh, what, what, how many questions are we at, Damon? That's you have sixteen. You have three questions and a guess left. Okay. I mean, just how many games on the collection? Isn't there like there's, only, there's only three. No, no, so we, no, we got it. it it's, hard, we... it's not Circle of the Moon because that came out in the '90s. And then one of the one of right. the games, uh, it's Harmony of Distance or Aria of Sorrow. Um, is this the best game in the collection? That's the way to do it. No. Okay. Is it the worst game in the collection? Yes. <laughs> okay, then it is Circle of the Men. Is this Castlevania Circle of the Men? Yes. 19 hey. questions. That was... Sorry, that took me a little while to get it away to get to that. <clears throat> uh, released right. in 2001, I... Sam. Wow, that's crazy. CJ, no, you, that's you just... sold yourself short. You were a circle I did. of the I mean, moon. Sam, I would have Sam thought it was 1999. Sam to me always just in the, in the oh. early part. But so, it's uh, supposed so... to be confidence that I'm striking. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's usually anxiety and fear. Uh, no, so it's, it's weird. Zach, um, I never played Symphony of the Night prior to a few years ago. It was one of Zach's games. was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you yeah. can't call yourself a gamer if you don't yeah. play this game. He's, so he's correct about that. Yeah, he's yeah, the, who's accurate. striking fear? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Zach. No, but so I played through them all. I played through, you know, Castlevania 1, 2, 3, Super Castlevania, Rondo Blood, uh, Symphony of the Night on, you know, multiple collections. And so I bought this a few weeks ago trying to, you know. Oh, cool. Yeah, for my holiday game. Oh, well, then thanks yeah, for nothing, especially. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I was super excited to see these come out because I've never played them, yeah. um, you know, way back when because I was not in the... Well, there's a, there's a, there's, you know, a debate, which one do you start with the worst yeah. one or the best one? Mm. And there's yeah. people very opinionated. I don't want to take a side, but uh, for you, for your personal mm-hmm. playthrough, maybe start with Aria of Sorrow because it has the best of a lot of... Castlevanias. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm going to commit to them all. Like the only one that's really hard to play through still, like Rondo of Blood is crazy hard. Don't worry about that again. Two, yeah. 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 Well, I, I beat it. Actually, that was another game I beat. Goodness um, gracious. Castlevania but, two, but with save states, you can beat it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Castlevania 2, though, is like super confusing, even with a guide. Even like it's oh, yeah. just an odd game. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, super excited. This, this is going to be like a, 
a game I tackle on the on the backlog, as you guys were talking about here mm-hmm. uh, a few episodes back. Yeah. For for what it's worth, CJ, I, I got this collection. I started out with Circle of the Moon, and it's not it's actually not bad. It's not a terrible game, but after playing it for a few hours, I switched up to Harmony, and I was like, oh, well, this is so much better. So mm. okay, so you could start with Harmony too. Yeah, yeah. When you're you for sure when you're playing them back to back, you notice yeah. the difference yeah. of the physics. It feels and it becomes better. painful. Yeah, yeah it feels <laughs> the feeling of each of the games yeah. is very dramatic. Sure. Well, nicely job. Thank you for the suggestion, Kevin in Milwaukee. Viewers nice. and listeners, if you have your own suggestions for 20 questions, email them to me at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. CJ, it's always a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you so much, so much for, for joining us, CJ. Yeah, it, it was great, Sam. I missed you last time, and I, I'm at clear now. So uh, I'm sure mm-hmm. in the future I will be able to uh, attend game awards and E3s and yeah. other events like that. So, yeah, it'll be great. great to catch up with you guys. Yes, once... Once 2022 maybe uh, returns I know. to the uh, mm-hmm. normal. So. Cool. Yeah, that will be good. Something to look forward to. Yep. Yeah. Great to see you, CJ. Happy holidays. Um, thank you to Thanks, both man. Sam and Mark. Thank you to mm-hmm. Mariah working behind the scenes. We, we've got two special episodes coming up. One of them is going to be like an Avengers episode where I'm joined by the hosts of our other podcasts, um, Unlocked Beyond and NBC to talk about the whole year in games and compare which system had the best year and whatnot. And then, we've, of course, we've got the Damie Awards. And I'm, I'm not sure exactly yeah. one, which comes up first. It's either going to be next week or the mm-hmm. week after that. So anyway, <laughs> please be excited for these two very special episodes to close out uh, another year of Game Scoops. We'll end up with uh, Where's your hat? Where's your hat, Damien? I, I thought I mean, you were going to sport the hat. I wore it last year. Hat. I wore it last episode, but... Oh, okay. We'll bring it up. We'll bring it up. Anyway, my name is Damon. This is IGN GameScoop, and we're out. Bye.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.